Hello and welcome to episode 8 of El Vanilo, the podcast that looks at the greatest albums of all time and the history around it. My name is Matt and with me, the prince to my revolution, Adam, nice to see you. What an intro and it's relevant to today. Can we try and make every intro relevant to if there's a band? Watch that for the next 90 episodes. 90, getting close to that. To that magic, uh, magic ten. Yeah, so close. Nearly uh, double figures. Nearly double figures. Nearly, nearly becoming a teenager in podcast times. <laughs> Madness. But I'm, uh, I'm good. You doing okay? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. I'm good. So have you? Uh, have any of your? This is what people want to know. Have mm. any of your musical instruments arrived? Um, as we know, because it's wish.com. Um, no, they're looking like they're going to be here. Possibly next week, end of next week, beginning of the week after. Uh, hopefully, it's going to be a little while. On that as well, I've been corrected. Um, this is now this section is now the, the corrections and amendments and apologies section. Uh, I've been in touch. No, I've been in touch. Someone has been in touch with me. Libby's mum. Uh, two things. Firstly, uh, she is not named after uh, Libby Kennedy from Neighbours. Oh, no. That was just where they heard the name as well. So, yeah, she was fuming about that, understandably. So, not named after famous Australian uh, soap actress. I like um, the Kennedys. What's not to love about? They keep Ramsey Street connected, along with, with Harold Bishop, of course. Um, I love Harold. Who doesn't that love episode, That episode where he, unfortunately, has a stroke. That's not funny. Um, but then he, um, he comes back virtually a different person, yeah. and he's, like, being dead rude to everybody. That's my favourite episode. That's I love that one. so much. It's a good one. It's a good one. Tuba playing Harold Bishop. Um, Come on. So that was the first one. Secondly, because um, so Libby's dad, Ian, plays saxophone. Uh, I've been told that it is not buttons on a saxophone. They're called keys. Um, oh, that is keys. something that I learned. They're called keys. So it uh, doesn't matter because my piece of plastic that's coming from China doesn't have anything. <laughs> it's just got finger holes. Um, again, there's probably a better term for that as well, apart from finger holes. But So there we go. So that's that's two amendments. It's but been now, a week of correction and rebuke for it, you. It has. It's been a, it's been a, a week of growth. Matthew, uh, week of growth. Um, but we welcome, we welcome the the challenge. We welcome the growth. Amazing. You know what I mean? But, Brilliant. Yeah. What What's the highlight of your week been? Highlight of my week. Um, it's not been an eventful one. I've got to be. I've got to be honest. Um, highlight of the week. Enjoying a bank holiday off. Monday off. Mm, that was nice. I think that's the last bank holiday we get, or is the one in August? Got no idea. Oh, there Listen, is one in August. Oh, is I usually Listen, work it. Listeners in America um, won't have a clue what we mean by bank holiday because they don't have them. They've just got public holidays. Um, mm. But they've got loads of strange That's ones. That's basically what it is. Well, yeah, pretty much. But I think they stem from the banks closing or something. Who knows? Um, but yeah, but apart from that, that was, that was pretty much it. Not, not an eventful week. Have you got a highlight? What's been the highlight of your week? I do have a highlight, but it's been ruined by the fact that you said... Um, it's not been eventful for you because the highlight of my week was when I spent oh a couple of hours with you, Adam. So I finally got to see you after nine weeks, but you've said it was uneventful. Oh I thought that was last week somehow. It's been that long a week work-wise. That, Don't that try it. Fled, I'm going to try it. That fled from my brain and it was so <laughs> wonderful that my brain actually can't <laughs> comprehend the joy it was to see you. No, it wow. was nice to see you. Um, 
Oh, yeah. was it? Yeah. Little little walk and <laughs> and talk down the down the front overlooking the wonderful city of Liverpool. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. It's it a bit of a funny time to be in the UK because lockdown hasn't ended, but we did have an update of where lockdown was up to. At the same time as one of the government officials breaking all of lockdown. Yeah. So it kind of feels like it's ended, but it hasn't. And so we didn't do anything crazy. I didn't go to to uh, Durham for the weekend, but um, did you? I not, just went to the. Did you not test your eyesight by going on a three-hour drive or something like that? No. None of that. None, none of that. that. None of that. But, because but we um. Yeah, yeah. Go on. Just because I was going to say, because you're a sensible law-abiding citizen, unlike mm, him. That's, that is true. Dominic Cummings will say it. A proper Tommy. That's what we'll say. A proper Tommy, right a there. Tory yeah. Tommy. But anyway, that's enough. Politics. And we we kept our two meters, didn't we? We did. We did. It was very romantic overlooking the city. Of course. That it was very nice. It was good to see you. That was the highlight of my week. Beautiful. Right, thank you very much. No, it's okay. <laughs> I I wonder. I've been thinking about this this week. We've also I've seen you a number of times, only once in person. But mm. we've had like podcast meetings this week, and mm. we've got all kinds of exciting things going on. So uh, stay like there's teasers coming, guys, and there's exciting things coming. Teasers and pleasers. Come on! I started <laughs> to think about what do you call a fan of El Vanilla? Um. Ooh, I, I don't know. It's got to be something catchy, things, isn't it? I've got some to run past you. Hit me with it. A vinylite. Vi- I didn't say that very well. It's a bit vinylo-ite. of a mouthful, isn't it? Get your tongue around it that. Is. They get better. Okay. Vinny's Boys. Vinny's Boys. Oy. I like that. I like that. The Vinettes. Crap. That one sounds like a Motown backing group, like Martha and the Vinettes. But I like that. I don't mind the Vinettes. Or maybe the EV heads. EV heads. EV heads. I or feel... I've got the EVGVs. Oh, the EVGVs. I like the EVGVs. I think it's got to be something um, maybe Spanish. Because El Vanilla is Spanish. So should we should we incorporate Good. that? Something like Los... Good idea. Los Vinaletos or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't speak Spanish. So. Not good at maths. Not good at Spanish. What am I good at? Not much. Let's be honest. You're good at talking about music and albums, so that's what we're going to do now. Wonderful. Uh, this week's album is Sign of the Times by Prince from mm. 1987. Uh, we haven't covered any 80s music yet, so this is pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. It's good to be out of um, the 70s yeah. and the 60s. Uh, we've talked about the Vietnam War virtually as much as we talked about the Beatles. Mm-hmm. Drink. Uh, so here we are. Adam, tell us about 1987. Yeah, 1987. So obviously we're coming to the tail end of the 80s, uh, which was a bit of a funny decade. A decade that brought us Euro Disco, uh, the Cola Wars. I'm sure we'll get into them at some point. And also a lot of big hair. Um, but looking at 1987 specifically, uh, there was a few key musical events, uh, especially in terms of albums that, that came out. Um, and other things. So, uh, albums. Michael Jackson released his album Bad. Um, he's there with his famous leather jacket, not the red one, the black one this time. Um, Whitney Houston releases her album Whitney. Um, every time I hear the word Whitney, I just think of EastEnders. Whitney. That's, that's all I can think about. Um, which is probably a bit disrespectful to 
someone as legendary as Whitney Houston, but we move. Um, so she released her album Whitney with the single "I Want to Dance with Somebody," which is I think we know is a wedding favorite. It's an amazing song. It is an amazing song, and um, that intro, the kind of do 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 do, really good on the drums. Very good. And uh, quite a big one, especially in our dad's life. You uh, 2 released Joshua Tree with their single Come With on. or Without You, which, as we know, is a breakup favourite. Um, and and then, an X Factor favourite, which and is And an X Factor, yeah. It's, um, it's been tainted a little bit, along with uh, Against All Odds by Phil Collins. Everyone does that one, especially in the early days of like Pop Idol and X Factor. They all did that, and that kind of ruins that song for me, because I do love a bit of Phil, you know what I mean? Um, and also, moving away from albums, Aretha Franklin was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, um, which was quite impressive. Um, some non-musical events that happened in 87. Disneyland Paris has opened. We love to talk about Disneyland here. So Euro Disney, it's open. Um, it had a bit of a, of a crap opening, um, but it, it's obviously a favourite of many Europeans to go. It's uh, slightly cheaper than its American counterparts to go to. Uh, U.S. President Ronald Reagan delivered his very famous speech at the Berlin Wall, uh, where he says the famous words, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Um, and I watched a video of it just before um, today. And it's quite interesting because he's there in, in Western Berlin, which was kind of held by, uh, you know, America and the French and the British after World War Two. After World War Two, Berlin is split in half, essentially Western and Eastern. Um, Eastern Berlin controlled by the Russians, the USSR, and the West controlled by the Western powers. And it's quite interesting seeing all these, this big crowd watching Ronald Reagan, the US president deliver this speech. And then the camera pans to like in the distance and all these people standing in Eastern Berlin. Cause they can obviously hear him because you know, it's just a little wall, concrete wall in the way. Um, and it's quite incredible watching them all hear it and, and to be there, to be in Berlin at this time when there's this hope of, you know, the wall coming down this wall that's divided Divided Europe, almost, um, for, for so many Am years. Am I right in thinking the wall doesn't come down for another two years, though? Or does I, it come down this year? No, no, I think it, it comes down in, in the beginning of the 90s, so either 89 Christmas or 90... Right. Maybe it might be New Year. I'm not entirely sure. All I know is that um, Knight Rider's there. Um, the Hoff. Yeah, well, I was going to say, like, he is something else, isn't you he? You don't hassle the Hoff. He's someone, we, he's someone we haven't really talked about, but... His song "Jump in My Car." I knew you were going to say a, that. A favorite as my teen, as as a teenager, I love that song. I remember you sharing it to me on on early YouTube, and uh, yeah, it did blow me away. It's really catchy; it gets stuck in my head every so often. Because what's funny is he's like, well, it's not funny at all, but he's like telling he wants to take this girl home, mm. and he's like a bit harassing her. He's like, "Jump in my car, come with me," and she's like, "Nah, I'm not sure if I want to." This is the Scouse version, and then later nah, on, nah. I can't. <laughs> I can't remember what he finds out about her. So he finds out. So she's like, he's like jumping my car and she's like, all right, I will. He's like, great. He's like, but you best get driving. He's like, why? He's like, because I live on the other side of the town. And he's like, nah, get out because I'm not driving that far. I mean, he could have just asked for petrol money if he's worried about it that much. But now. So really, that's that's what I find funny about this song is like, it takes till about two minutes in, like three quarters of the way in for you to realise then nothing's actually going to happen. It's all a sham and you've just wasted two minutes. Yeah. And then the, the whole thing flips and he's like, I've got to get away quick, which is not one of the lyrics. But, uh, no. But it'd be incredible if it was. Yeah. Um, so yeah, don't hustle the huff. But yeah, that, um, 
that that happens. Um, that happened in a different year. And different year. We're not even talking about that. But but do watch it uh, along with Mr. Gojal tear down this wall. Uh, also, two final things: uh, The Simpsons first aired on the Tracy Ullman show as a series of shorts. Um, obviously, The Simpsons becomes this big cultural icon more in the nineties, and somehow it's still going today. No idea how. Um, on Disney and Plus also, as well. On Disney Plus, um, but not in the Before right aspect ratio. On. Go on. That's true. You've got a story about The Simpsons, Adam, that I think is um, wow. is worthy of the podcast. Okay. <laughs> because for people who don't know this, this is... As a child, we didn't watch much of The Simpsons. Well, we did at first, but then it got banned. Do you want to tell everybody why The Simpsons was banned from our house? Yeah, okay. So, my version of this story is a lot different to what my, the way my parents tell it. But I was about, oh, I don't know, five, six, seven, maybe, at the yeah, time. Um, so obviously it's going to be a bit skewed in my memory. Um, but some context, the, the Simpsons was on Friday night just after or just before Robot Wars, if I remember, on Channel 4. I think 4. it was on every night. But... Oh, right. um, I only ever remember it on Friday nights. Um, but anyway, this is the story of how The Simpsons got banned in our house. Um, so it was one evening and my nan and granddad had come round um, and the adults were all talking in the living room. Uh, and apparently the story goes, is I come bursting into the room um, and I drop my pants, bend over and say, kiss my curvy yellow butt in my brilliant Bart Simpson impression. The way I remember it, I just remember bending over with sh- with my pants fully up. Um, and I don't remember curvy or yellow being described. But yes, um, <laughs> that, that ended the Simpsons in our house for a good few years. I think like five years oh, or something. Ages, my mom banned it. Yeah. As soon as they'd hear the the Simpsons, off, get it off, get it off now. Yeah. Um, so I don't remember. Yeah. I don't think I was there in the moment you did it, but I remember hearing it kick off and just being like, Poof. "There we go." <laughs> I don't know what's happened there, but I am um, getting out. Yeah, I, I don't mean, know I where I got. To get out, but... No, true. I don't know where I got the confidence to do such a brazen act. Um, you know, I must have been, I must have been feeling it that evening. Just, just giddy. that is a classic. A classic Adam story. It doesn't get much better than that. <laughs> maybe yeah. um, there are a few, but maybe uh, we'll save them for another time. I didn't. You know what? I didn't think that was going to come out, and I wouldn't have included that fact on my list if I don't know. Um, but there we go. And finally, uh, about uh, non-music events that happened in 1987, Hilary Duff was born. Lizzie McGuire. Oh, come on, come on. Uh, yeah, Hilary Duff, cheaper by the dozen, actress. Uh, she's done more than that, but we all know her from Lizzie McGuire and Cheaper by the Dozen, uh, one and two. Um, underrated, so. I'd say. Well, Cheaper by the Dozen, I think, is mm. underrated. Of all the child stars um, that are Disney Channel child stars, she's really kept it together. Uh, Don't want to listen to her out, no. no. Well, am I right in thinking she was married or at least had a kid with one of the good Charlotte fellas? Am I right in that? Nah, that's somebody else. I know Avril, not Avril, Avril Lavigne is Chad Kroger. I know, what's her name? So, what's the girl who was with Paris Hill? Nicole like, Richie. You know, her, yeah, she's Lionel Richie's with... stepdaughter. Oh, I didn't know that. I think um, she is. Yeah. And then Cameron Diaz. Cameron Diaz is the other one. Oh, yeah, of course. Pretty sure Cameron Diaz is with, not the lead singer, Joe, but the his, his brother. Um mm. Yeah, good Charlotte. There's a band. There, there's someone who yeah, possibly should deserve an album in this uh, top 100. Maybe. Maybe, Maybe. not. 
Maybe not. She she is married to a professional ice hockey player called Michael Comrie. Oh, or Comrie. Michael Comrie. Comrie. So there you go. Netflix haven't done a, a documentary on ice hockey yet, but if they do, um, I'll be first to watch it and pretend I know everything about it. So, be like, where's Hillary? Where's Hillary? Where's the Duff? See That's now, a interesting. Show. That's a better show. Where's Hillary? Interesting though. Hey, so it all links together. Hillary Duff, Duff the surname, the beer they drink in The Simpsons, Duff. It's all I'm thinking. Conspiracies, aliens, and mind control. That's all I'm saying. It's all connected. And I think um, Ronald Reagan was drinking a beer when he said, tear down the wall. Yeah, he slayed it. He was like, Mr. Gilbert, tear the wall down. Um, That's how he said it. Um, Uh, Ronald Reagan's a bit of a strange one. Um, Another actor turned politician. Um, And I think he used to call his wife mummy. And it was a bit of a weird... Yeah, there's some Oedipus things going on there. Oedipal things going on. Um, about Ronald Reagan. Some people hail him as one of the greatest American presidents. I like to think of him as the person who flooded a lot of poor areas with opioids. But, you know, to each their own. I'll tell you what, then. The one at the moment threatening to shoot Americans. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this isn't a politics podcast, so we won't go too deep into it, but I don't think we can really escape from it. The fact that Trump is really a madman and they really should just put a stop onto it on his account. Just, it's a just, rough, it's a rough time to be alive, folks. I can tell you that. It, it is more rough for some people than others. I mean, we've got it pretty cushy. Oh yeah, um, we've got it pretty good. And I think just the state of the world is, uh, yeah, depressing. <laughs> I got nothing to say. You know what? We need a good dose. I was, I was wondering how we were going to get out of this, but we that can't. is my favorite way. I'll right. tell you what, how we get out of it. I think the state of the world is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a good, a good dose of kiss my curvy yellow butt. Is what's needed. Um. <laughs> Amazing. So um, I'm just going to end this part with the, some of the other albums that yes. w- were released. Please so Slip, when this album um, came out, this Prince album, this mm. is some of the albums that were popular. Slippery When Wet by Bon Jovi. Mm-hmm. Classic. The Way It Is by Bruce Hornsby. Okay. Classic. <laughs> so good. Great song, if nothing else. Graceland by or yeah. Graceland by Paul Simon. The final countdown, Europe. Oh, big one. I've got a quiz for you. Okay. okay. Who released this album? The Return of Bruno. Mm. I was kinda of hoping you'd say Return of the Mac, because I love that song, but we're a few <laughs> we're a few years a few years out from Return of the Mac. And Mark, whatever his name was. Um I don't know Return of Bruno, I don't know. Bruce Willis. Bruce, sorry, this is news to me. Bruce Willis has an album. <laughs> oh, he has more than one album. Yeah. Die Hard. Bruce Willis. Yeah. Ball fella. Chris, yeah. The ball fella. Really, really. Yeah, honestly. Die Hard with a Vengeance. A, he's got a music career. Yeah. He has a music career. You're calling it a career. Yeah, I'm gonna Incredible. Google it now, but I'm. He's got more than one album of successful albums. I know his daughter, Rumor Willis, um, who I can't remember her mum, but her mum's a famous actress. Um, she, she's a bit of a singer. She was on the TV show Empire. Um, so I know she can sing, but I uh, didn't know didn't know old Brucey boy was... Uh, There's a, a good number there. Wow. One, two, three, 
There's three there. Wow, that that is a career. That's a singing career. That's that's what that is. Any any Grammy nominations? Any Billboard top one hundreds? Critically acclaimed. I just um, I just googled it, so I don't know. <laughs> but if you go on that album, The Return of Bruno, you listen. Unfortunately, we can't play music here. But and you put on the first song, coming right up. It's basically a rip of Kiss by Prince. He like counts it in and he just goes. And it's that's powerful. It's a funk album, so Bruce Willis does funk. Yeah, I've never listened to it. I've never actually given it a go, but it, yeah. it's good to know that the world hasn't just gone crazy this last four years. It's always been insane because someone let Bruce Willis have a funk career. You need to check this out. You know, I really do. It's very good. It's very good. So there you go. So Bruce Willis, uh, the return of Bruno. And so by Peter Gabriel. Ah. Um, so there's there's some brilliant albums that mm. came out at this time, but it wouldn't it would be, I mean, ridiculous to say that Prince is overshadowed by those people because Prince here is releasing his ninth studio album, uh, and he releases a double album that he actually wants to be a triple album, um, and. It, if you want to know something about Prince, he is like a musical god. I mean, like there aren't many better. He can play anything. He can sing anything. He can write any music. He never had a dry spell in terms of like releasing music. He still has albums that haven't been released um, that he wrote when he was alive. And he would often have like complaints and arguments with record labels because he, as soon as an album came out, Like, he had another one to go and be released. And he just wanted to release music constantly. And they would never let him. So, they wanted to release... uh, He wanted to release a triple album. But the recording company would only let him release a double album. And his band, The Revolution, have split up. And he's kind of fallen out with a lot of the members. Uh, And so, Prince is not working on Dream Factory. Which was going to be the... Uh, album for the revolution but he is he's basically working on three different albums at this point um which is amazing and so th- this is the album that comes out and it's a good album had you heard it before adam um not the in the album as a whole i am um, i'd heard the odd song but uh but no not the whole album had you heard it before i'd never heard it before in fact i've I said last week that I didn't really like Prince, but that that's mm. not true. No. What the truth is, is I've just never been, like, I've never listened to it. I've never come across it. I don't mm. know how, because, I mean, everyone's come across him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I hadn't heard one song off this album. But you had you had heard some of the songs before, right? Yeah, so I, I got into Prince um, when he died. I was one of those where I didn't really discover him, as it were, until until after he'd passed. Um, but I downloaded, like, a Best Of, and, and a couple of the songs from the Best Of were on this. Um, and, oh, my word, I just became a little bit obsessed with Prince. Not all his albums, but I became obsessed with, with the songs that were on that Greatest Hits. Um, I tell you what you need to do. If you're unsure about Prince and you think, oh, he's not that good musically or you don't know what he's about, there's two videos you need to watch. So the video, first video is playing at George Harrison's induction into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It's in like 2004. He's with Jeff Lynne and Tom Petty. 
um, and they do While My Guitar Gently Weeps, and he makes playing the guitar look so effortless. He, do, he does this amazing solo. He then does this trick where he falls into the crowd backwards, is caught by someone, and then is pushed back onto the stage without nice. missing a beat. He's incredible. Um, the second video, which is a bit more spectacular, is um, 2007 Super Bowl halftime show. I think it's the first time a Super Bowl halftime show, it's raining during it. Um, and he, of course, plays Purple Rain in the rain, playing these mad guitar oh, solos. Nice. Um, yeah, he's doing just the best, just the best solos. He does a phenomenal version of All Along the Watchtower um, into Best of You by the Foo Fighters. He's got these amazing dancers. He's got this amazing band backing him. He's on this stage that's shaped like his little symbol. It's incredible. Um, so I would highly recommend watching those two videos and you really will see what Prince is all about. Because I don't think he's changed in those years from the 80s till the mid-2000s and then right off of his death. I think he was always this very charismatic figure. Um, a little bit shrouded in mystery. You hear a lot of stories about about Prince just turning up in random places and like demanding things and getting them. Not in a diva-ish way, but just in a, I know who I am. I'm this musical genius, cater for my needs. And everyone's like, yes, absolutely, because you're this musical genius. Um, so that's what you need to watch if you're not about Prince. But going back to this album, um, the album's just kind of, it's full of kind of little genius moments, really. And it's it's hard to pin down one genre because some of it's a bit bluesy, some of it's a bit rock and roll, a lot of it's a bit... He uses some synths and he uses like a drum machine on a lot of his albums. Um, that that's obviously in this. Um, I, I kind of put it down to it's almost like Michael Jackson, what he's doing at the time. But it's a bit more fun. It's a bit more, I don't know, a bit more serious, but also a bit more fun. It's a it's a weird, strange blend, I think. Of, of it's music. a bit looser, isn't it? Like, yeah. but not in a bad way. Like, I, know. I mean, everything is meant on the album. But, I mean, it's definitely a bit more loose, a yeah. bit more fun. And you can tell that he just knows how to write catchy songs that don't have to be commercial. So, so the title track, Sign of the Times, um, is just this real basic drum track with a bit of a groovy bass guitar um, hook over the top of it. Um, and it's just brilliant. It kind of, he captures what's going on during the time. Um, it's like a, it's like the anti version of We Didn't Start the Fire, which talks about all these figures from, you know, the twentieth century. By uh, I called Billy, it is Billy Joel, isn't it? Forgot yeah. his name. Um, and yet he talks about obviously the AIDS crisis and and the drug epidemics and the threat of nuclear holocaust. Um, and it's just this really catchy song that also makes you think because it's got like talking about friends who have tried one type of drug. And then all of a sudden they're into another type of drug. Um, yeah, And apparently he wrote that on a Sunday when Prince wrote his most introspective songs. So in the middle of this album, it's got this like medley at the Abbey Road one. And just going into just like two or three songs. Um, and he just seems like he's having fun. It's, as you say, a bit of a long album. Mm-hmm. Um, but just really good. A few other notables, notable songs on it. Um, I Could Never Take the Place of Your Man. Um, really fun, energetic. That was one of the songs on the um, greatest hits that I had listened to, so I already knew that one, and that was always a kind of favourite of mine. And then the the one track that I really, really love on this album is the final one, 
adore. This song is everything I love. It's a big six and a half minute ballad love song that just, again, seems like it's all over the place, but it's not because everything's meant. And his voice is in this high octave range um, like he does on Kiss. um, That just, and he screams some bits and then he goes low and he's got this. He does the backing vocals on it. um, There's some great chords on it. Um, and I've got the notes here, I've got every track seems to ooze passion and adore is just the kind of the pinnacle of that. Just this brilliant, just a brilliant, brilliant song. And I think it really epitomizes what Prince is about. It's like, well, I'm going to write this six and a half minute ballad and it's going to have loads of different instruments. It's going to have loads of different chords in it, but it's all going to come together and work because I'm Prince and I know what I'm doing. Have it. It's great. great yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? Mm. It's a great song. As soon as I, as soon as I heard it all, I was like, I think I've heard Adam sing this, <laughs> like just around somewhere. Yeah, probably. But, um, you know, he he is so flexible and versatile with what he does. It's amazing. Rolling Stones described this album as the most expansive R and B record of the eighties, and I mean, forget of the eighties of all time you mm. know what i mean like it's very expansive it's very big sometimes you get a little bit lost in it you know i can understand why the record company didn't want it to be a triple album but i mean at the same time you can't cut any of it out no. you know what i mean it's so good it's really 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 good and you know he he has these famous like you said, drum uh, machine sounds, but they don't sound like drum machines. They sound amazing. They sound so sick. They've got great reverbs that you'd expect from the 80s. And this sounds like the 80s all over, but it sounds like everything that is good about the 80s. It doesn't sound like any of the bad bits Mm. at all. And it's a great, great album. Some of the best or my favourite tracks, uh, Play in the Sunshine, track two. It's got this like Frank Zappa vibe in the last minute where it just kind of cuts into this chopping, really fiddly kind of lead line. Very good. And, you know, Prince is just showing there that he can do whatever the hell he wants Mm -hmm. and he can play whatever he wants and the ideas are there. Um, The Cross was one of my favourite songs. I love a song that might have any kind of like religious meaning to it. And mm. I I was looking up this song and I just thought it was really well written and it was a beautiful worship song. You know what I mean? You know, you've got worship songs on here. You've got songs about making love on here. You have just songs about how, like a door, like how much you love somebody, how much you want to be with someone, the longing, the waiting, you know, amazing album um so the cross was one of my favorites and then when uh prince took his own journey into religion and became a jehovah's witness um he changed the lyrics live to the christ um Mm. because they don't believe in uh, that jesus died on the cross they believe he was impaled with a stick but i think like the song still holds up and holds i mean just an amazing song just a really amazing song and adore as well as you said just a great song there was a song um towards the end it's gonna be a beautiful night i was like what is this nine minute (laughs) song doing here like it's it's long and it's kind of winding and just absolutely 
you know, just if I was ever in doubt, like I, I may say like, oh, Prince isn't my favorite, but it's not because he's not good. He's amazing. He's so great. It's just because it's not my preference sometimes. Like I could never doubt how great a musician he is, and you know I'll never be able to make anything the same as he made. Like you know, just in his passing breath, really, <laughs> because he he this is his ninth album of a lot of albums still to come, and he's just he's just unbelievable, isn't he? Yeah, I I really would. I don't know too much about the recording sessions, about how he went about making these albums, about you know who he brought in, um. But I just think, yeah, it's. Uh, I'd love to sit in and see see him. How did he write his songs? You know, how did he go about telling people what he wanted on them? You know, obviously he could play everything he wanted. But if he ever brought anyone in, how did he go about that? Um, I do know that he used to record his vocals on his own completely. So he used to have a microphone in the control room, um, and he used to send everyone out, even like the sound engineer. And if the sound engineer had to be in there he would turn his back to them um, because he just, he seemed to really want to be alone when he sung these lyrics. Um, so he's a really interesting character, Prince. His, his mindset is is really interesting. I think he is, like, especially watching those videos of him playing, he really just does what he wants in the best way. So, you know, throwing guitars off stage, leaning into the crowd, being picked up, that really that looseness in his character of doing what he wants translates into his songs, but he pulls it off because I think anyone could try and lean into a crowd and throw guitars off stage and it wouldn't come off. It would look awful or it would, you know, you'd get dropped, but mm. he does it so effortlessly because um, it's all just part of who he is. He kind of... And even if it's choreographed, like, mm. he does it just better than anybody could ever do. Absolutely. You know what I mean? It's just so... He, he's a true artist, mm. but an artist that crosses so many forms. It's not like he's just a great musician and that's it. Mm. And he has no charisma or he has no, like, his shows don't have any, you know, they don't look great or whatever and the show isn't amazing. Like, every bit of him is just an absolute pure artist and he has ideas for days and just an absolutely amazing character. So, mm. uh, I was it was a joy to listen to Sam, but it was, it was a big one, a yeah. big one. But um, I'll, I'll be spending more time with Prince Definitely. after this. I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely. And we're going to compare it to Lines on a Conditional Form by the 1975s. Um, and this is another, I mean, this is a double album. This is quite a big one mm. as well, like 21 songs, more than the Prince album. And uh, this is a new album, so obviously neither, neither of us had heard this before. But what did you think of this album, Adam? Um, this was this was a tough one. Um, it's a long one, isn't it? Twenty two songs. Twenty two. Um, all in all, yeah, nineteen seventy five. I'm not gonna say I'm an avid listener to them, but of course they're earlier, earlier songs. Really good, really interesting, um, really catchy. Things like Chocolate Girls, they're just two off their first album, really. Um, yeah, good. This one though, it was a bit more tough. So. There was a few instrumental bits in between, like instrumental tracks in between songs, and I just, I don't know, I, I don't know what they were trying to convey. It was a bit pointless for me. I just didn't didn't enjoy them. Some of them sounded nice, but it's not what I wanted in a, I don't know, like a pop album. Is this trying to be a pop album? Is this trying to be, you know? But onto things that I liked about it. Um, I like the opener. 
like the fact that they had Greta Thunberg's speech. Um, I thought that was really well done. Obviously, they seem to be at this stage where they've had three um, really successful albums. They've kind of got to where they want to be. So now they can more and more, and I think a lot of artists do this more and more as they, as they go on, become a bit more political and a bit more, well, this is what we really care about, so we're going to push it a little bit. Um, so, you know, that was that was good of them. Um, and the song following that, People, um, it's a good track, very rocky. Um, that caught me by surprise. I wasn't expecting like this big, almost Foo Fighters-esque track with like big guitars, because I always thought they were just this kind of poppy, synthy, indie, sad boy music uh, outfit. But no, they had a bit of bit of grunge to them, which I liked. Um, and Jesus Christ 2005, God Bless America, which is one hell of a title. Um, it was a nice little tune. Um, I know on this album that they delve into some deeper um, thoughts and delve into some deeper topics relating to their own life. Um, although one thing, rant time, one thing that I saw in the album notes on Apple Music is that the lead singer, Matt Healy, I think his name is. Yeah. Don't know. Um, he said in it that someone had apparently compared them to Radiohead. Now, I'm not the biggest Radiohead fan. But, no, surely not. Who's really comparing? Because I thought Radiohead of this, again, I don't know much about them, but this 90s indie metal, not metal, um, kind of rock outfit. Alternative. Alternative, that's the word. Who are also a bit socially conscious. And and I don't think, well, no one's going around with a 1975 top on and, and saying they're the best band in the world. People do that for Radiohead. And I just think it's a bit too early for them to be saying that. Or for anyone to be saying that about them. Um, yeah, so I didn't, I didn't like that. I didn't like that. Not Tommy only Diego. is it early. Tommy. Tommy Diego. Not only is it early to be doing that, mm. but you don't say it about yourself, do you? Like, no. I, I heard a quote from him like, oh, we're, the, like, we're this generation's Arctic Monkeys. Mm. And I'm kind of like, the Arctic Monkeys are still around me. You know? and, and they're not talking about you. And they're not talking about themselves either. Do mm. you know what I mean? Like... I think he, him in particular, puts me off the nineteen seventy fives. He's an absolute what? <laughs> Honestly, I just don't enjoy any like any interviews or anything with him. I, uh, I quite, I, I'm undecided about whether I like his singing voice because the tone of it, because it's partly a bit whiny and it works, but then partly I'm just like, mate, sing better. You know I, mean? I, um, I actually really like this album. I just like him to simmer down a little bit. Do you know, yeah. Like, si- like rein it in, Matt. Mm-hmm. Rein it in, Tommy. Yeah, rain That's in. what people say about me all the time. <laughs> rain, rain it in, Matt. Rain it in, Matt. Just pump, pump the brakes. Pump those brakes. <laughs> no, but he does. There's a know. word came for them from the Lord right here. <laughs> Spoken out of my mouth for Sh- myself. Shouted from the heavens. Pump the brakes. Rain it in. Rain it in. Whoa, Nelly. <laughs> Um, Amazing. But yeah, so I, I thought overall not the best. Their earlier hits were a lot catchier. Um, but, you know, as their album that they think they want to start making more political messages and talk about deeper topics, it, it works fine. It, it does the job, I guess, for them. And you talked about last week about having more, like, artists who were conscious about sharing their feelings. Mm. Just because it's polit- political. I mean, I know you're not saying this because this is something that, like, 
you would do but just because it's political doesn't mean you don't share it it's part of your feelings like you do share it and you should share it Mm -hmm. and you should make it known and i think that first track made me think and the fact that it's called the 1975 like yeah it's the title track it's named after the band and it's all about saving the planet you Mm -hmm. know whether you are into climate change or not whether you think it's a conspiracy or not whatever it is like you know here they are doing it and this album is a bit different for them like there's big soundscapes on it and i know i know that like you know they do have that side of them which is a bit more experimental as well as um just those catchy tunes so but i feel like in this album they're amalgamated much more it was interesting to hear a song have like a one minute two minute intro rather than yeah like a we're straight in not even four bars it's like straight in here mm. or whatever so you know I, I liked that song jesus christ 2005 god bless america mm. um i thought it was a good song and you know some of the things that it dealt with as well like you know your sexual identity and things like that i, I thought it dealt with really well and you know it wasn't as in your face as that the lead singer is generally anyway you know <laughs> you know yeah. if you just re- pipe down a bit do you know what I mean like this album actually reads it pretty well um I I, I thought uh Bagsy Not In Net right Bagsy mm-hmm. Not In Net uh has a Christopher Cross um sample in it have okay. you ever heard the song Sailing yes oh my goodness uh, yeah. it's one of my favourite songs you'll have heard it if you've been in my car because I, I like to play it a lot <laughs> um, but he like Christopher Cross was big in the 80s um, he only had one album really um, but I love a bit of Yacht Rock and mm. Sailing is ultimate Yacht Rock Just literally it's in the title Sailing Yacht Rock absolutely it's there but it was nice to hear that um, again it's, it's like a strings part it's really beautiful mm. um, and it's one of the short songs towards the end and yeah really good album I, I thought like if you're too shy you know, it's got this 80s sound again. It does really well. Um, it's kind of like, if you heard The Weeknd's new album, that's very, like, 80s as well. Mm. It's just harking back. It's got those big reverbs. It's got those great synths. Um, you know, all those things that Prince did really well. Mm. You know, these guys are are embracing that genre and, and, and embracing that feeling. And they're going for it, which is great. And yeah. I, I thought it was a good album, but um, they're not my favorite band anyway. But, you know... I, I enjoyed this more than their other albums so and maybe they'll get you on the next one you know what i mean maybe they, if, they, if, yeah if tommy pipes down we'll be well, all right you know maybe I, mean? I think they're definitely a band that are clearly going to just carry on I, I can't see them slowing i think they're going to be one of those bands that are around for for pretty much forever and they might go off and do other side projects but they seem to really be enjoying making their music and now they're putting out albums that they want to put out instead of what maybe their record label wants them to put out. And I think, yeah, I think they're crazy. So it'll be interesting to keep an eye on them and see see what they carry on producing, definitely. But a big double album is a good way to go. And mm. this was a really enjoyable listen. So, uh, And it's fresh as well. You know, it, we've been talking about how modern music isn't always fresh. Well, here it is. It's pretty fresh, so... Um, which one would you rather keep? Would you uh, if you could only keep one album? Are you keeping the 1975's album, or are you keeping Prince's album? Um, yeah, I'm keeping keeping Prince. It's the sign of the times. Um, yeah, it's just it's too good. There's too many just good songs, and 
I like Prince more, just as a person. Um, I also yeah. like the fact that he just dares to call himself Prince and then a symbol, and then it's just the man is the man is a mystery, um, and I really like that. Um, but so yeah, so I, I'm keeping keeping sound of the times. How about yourself? I might be wrong, but Prince didn't hype himself up. You know what I mean? Other people hyped Prince up. He seemed to know what he was about. He he was comfortable with himself, and he let. He let his music do the talking for him. I think he did create himself as a bit of a character of, like, this mystery. There's so many stories. You need to listen to some of the stories that people like Jimmy Fallon tell and Questlove, the drummer from The Roots, tell um, just about about Prince. And it sounds like he's almost throwing his weight around, but he's not because people respect him and like him so much that even when he makes demands... So Questlove tells a story about how he throws a party for Prince and Questlove's playing this music. And he's DJing and he's putting on all this music. Um, and then Prince comes up to him. And Prince doesn't really go up to people. But Prince goes up to him and says, turn this song off, put another one on. So Questlove puts another song on. And then Prince's assistant comes around a few minutes later with a Finding Nemo DVD. And says, Prince wants you to put this on. Okay. So the music goes off and Finding Nemo gets put on. Because Prince wants it to. And it's like... No one, like, it's Prince's party. Why is he putting Finding Nemo on? One of the worst Disney Pixar films, by the way. I'm just saying. Oh, what? Yeah, I'm not a Finding Nemo fan. Toy it's Story and Monsters Inc. and Incredibles. It is. It's not great. I've not even bothered to watch the second one. I don't want to find worse. Dory. Oh she can stay in Pearl Harbor. It's not Pearl Harbor. It's, <laughs> it's Sydney Harbor. She can stay there, though. Just keep swimming. <laughs> nah. She can move from Sydney Harbor to, to Pearl, Pearl Harbor. Harbor. Absolutely. I'm not. I'm not into it. You know, talking fish. There oh, are some good bits. But... Now wow. you'll you'll find me watching The Incredibles and Monsters Inc. and Love and Life. That's where you'll find me. Wow. Bombshell. There you go. Absolute bombshell. That's the one. But going oh, yeah. back to it, which album are you keeping? <laughs> I am going to keep the. I'm going to keep the 1975s album. Actually, wow. yeah, I know. I I think it's. I think it's something I would want to listen to more. Okay. Um, I as you know, I'm quite into ambient music. I this quite is like true. Uh, yeah. Mm. It's kind of you know my. It sounds like my palette. If you hadn't told me it was the 1975s, I'd, I love that album. So I've got a bit of prejudice, and I need to get rid of that. <laughs> and actually, I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna listen to it, and I'm gonna enjoy it. So, um, yeah, and okay. it's nothing against Prince. Not that he needs my yeah. I don't think he needs your approval. He lived in a big purple house, so I think I think he's good. Did he actually? Well, I don't know. I think it's called Paisley Paisley Court or Paisley Palace. Where's his place nice. in Minnesota? I think. I think I can imagine there's a lot of purple in there. He, he seems to enjoy purple. Amazing. Both in rain form and other forms of Brilliance. precipitation. So yeah. And is this Prince album gonna make your Hall of Fame, Adam? It doesn't make my Hall of Fame. No. Um, as good as it is, um, Prince would definitely go in in my Hall of Fame of of artists. Mm-hmm. I think he's up there with with your Michael Jacksons and your and your your Paul McCartney's and John Lennon's. Um, definitely, but no, this album doesn't doesn't go in my Hall of Fame. Does the nineteen seventy five album go in your Hall of Fame? I know we're not no, doing the newer no albums. Nowhere near. No, okay. It goes nowhere near. No. <laughs> but it's an it's a good album, and the Prince one isn't either. But you know, there's more coming from Prince. I'm sure he must be in this list again. So I can imagine. Know. So Purple Rain was more commercially successful, 
Um, and I know this album isn't based purely on commercial success, but I can imagine that one of his other albums definitely must make an appearance on here. But do you know this album has actually outsold Purple Rain now? Wow. I know, which is crazy. So, um, like, at the time, it wasn't as commercially successful, but this album does a lot better than it now, so that's amazing. Yeah. But um, but I'm sure we'll get onto that, won't we? So there we go. Do you want to know what next week's albums are? Um, I absolutely would before that, though. Oh, sorry. Shall we give it a rating? Oh, yeah. I totally forgot. Um, the Prince album. What am I going to... I'm going to rate it a strong 2.5. 2.5? Yeah. Wow. It's very long. Interesting. 2.5. Ah. I mean, so half. I'm just checking. Yep, yeah, half. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, 50%. What are you going to give it? Uh, for me, I think it gets a strong 3.5. I love the 3.5. 3.5 for me is, is a solid album that I enjoy and makes me smile a little bit. Hmm. So, 3.5 from me, yeah. Amazing. Well, there you go. Yeah, I, I don't know why it's 2.5. It just... I probably just won't listen to it again. Do you know what I mean? Like, it was really good, but it just isn't my thing, so... Does it tempt you to go maybe and listen to a greatest hits and see what else Mr. Prince has to offer? Mm. Or is it, this is your only not foray really. into... Oh, right. no, no, not really. Seven. No. I've actually, like... You know, this is quite typical, but I listened to the whole Beatles anthology again before I listened to this. Mm. That's what happened this week. I just, um, you know, if you haven't listened to that, I actually cried at Free at a Bird. Incredible. Free at a Bird. Free as a Bird. It's all the same. It's all good. (laughs) Just listening to John Lennon's vocal just got me a bit teary. Mm. And then when when Paul sings Whatever Happened to The Life That We Once Knew. Don't. The one problem I've got with that song... It's oh, no. a bit, and I, I love it, but it's a bit too, because they got Jeff Lynne in to do that and... Um, real Love. Real Love, thank you. Um, it's a bit too ELO. It's got that kind of ELO back and vocal thing. Um, that's my only issue with it. I don't know whether I don't know whether the original songs would have sounded like that. Um, but regardless well, of that... they wouldn't have, would they? But... No, they wouldn't have. But, but regardless of that, um, and I really like Jeff Lynne, so it's not really a diss on Jeff Lynne. Um, well, George Harrison said he wouldn't do it without him. Yeah, well, he, he yeah. couldn't deal with Paul in the studio, bossing him around. Who could deal with Paul? You know what I mean? He was a, I think it's what mid nineties. He's an egomaniac after the Beatles. He's a bit of a nightmare. He's an e- egomaniac in the Beatles towards the end. Yeah, um, I've, I've fallen in love with George Harrison, but I just feel so sorry for him having to deal with John and Paul. Honestly, like there's um, there's a guy. few stories. I know there's a few stories of him, of him leaving like really upset. And then he comes back and like him and Ringo are really sticking together towards the end times, aren't they? There's a story of George putting flowers on Ringo's drum kit when Ringo leaves in a huff and comes back. So yeah, he kind of, it is a bit sad. He, he feels a bit overwhelmed, doesn't he, clearly? And in the Let It Be documentary, hmm. like apparently um, he was a bit, like George was a bit slow to pick up his lines. Like it took, I can't believe it. He's like one of the best guitarists, hmm. but it just took him a bit of time to figure it out and to get it right and... And, like, Paul would just smash them out, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. a proper just yeah. ego of him, do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, just... And, um, like, Paul's trying to tell him what to play. 
And he's just like, listen, I'll play whatever you want me to play, and I won't play whatever you don't want me to play. I know the And classic. it's just really like, all right, this is where we're at now. Yeah. <laughs> this is, he's yeah. pretty sick of Paul. And it's a bit, it's a bit sad as well. Like the, the tone, the tone of his voice is really like, well, I'll do this if you want me to. I don't. And it's just a bit like, oh, George, you're a, you're an incredible musician. You've wrote these amazing songs. Um, so I think it was probably a really healthy thing that the Beatles broke up, as sad as it was. I think it was good for all of them because, yeah, real toxic. And we're gonna, I guess we're gonna get onto it, but he was outwriting the uh, the other two by that point. Mm, he was absolutely, so. yeah. You know, his songs off uh, Abbey Road were amazing, and mm-hmm. I heard this story that there's um, an interview, not an interview, a uh, recording somewhere where they're talking about the album that they're gonna do after Abbey Road. Oh. Like it might be a possibility that they don't split up, mm. and they were saying, you know, for the next one, John will have. Uh, a third of it Paul will have a third and George will have a third of it wow. and I was like wow I'm at, just imagine that album it would have been so great yeah yeah. and a lot of that would have been like All Things Must Pass material as well mm-hmm. uh, that would have been I think he was doing a demo of All Things Must Pass during yeah, I think he he did a demo with with the Beatles in mind and I think I think partly it's, it's a good thing that they didn't do that because the songs wouldn't then be the same you know um, yeah so we've got plenty of time to talk about the Beatles, oh, but I mean we've I could, just done we've just done a five to ten minute there, so Absolutely. But yeah, so I like this Prince album too mm. <laughs> but to not as up. much not as much as every other Beatles album yeah. is pretty much how every <laughs> one of these podcasts is gonna end. <laughs> it's always it's always gonna end with so it's a good album, but it's not as good as Please Please Me. So there we go. <laughs> that's that's how it's always gonna be. It's definitely production-wise better than Please Please Me. Well, absolutely. There. But um, anyway, you know, it's it's okay. We will we will get to those albums. And there will be times when I don't need to talk about the Beatles, you know. Yeah. I wish I could not. say the same for me, but uh, it's never going to happen. So. Wow, okay. Here's what it is. Would you like to know, finally, what next week's albums are? I would absolutely love to know. So, we're going back to a compilation. Okay. But we are going Buddy Holly, 20 oh, Golden Greats. Come on, come on. Hey. Buddy That's exciting, Holly. isn't it? Ooh, ooh, I, do. I look just like Buddy Holly. Come on. Uh-oh, and you Mary Tyler Moore. What a guy. I don't care. I don't know if he's allowed to sing or podcast, but... <laughs> it's all right. Keep it to three seconds. The copyright can't get us. Um, yeah. Buddy Holly, what an icon. I'm, I'm yeah. looking forward to that. He is a hero of mine, Buddy Holly. I'll oh. say that. Amazing. Um, definitely looking forward so, to that. So there you go. So 20 Golden Greats mm-hmm. by Buddy Holly. And the album that we're going to compare it to. Okay. Get ready. Oh, come on. Get, get ready. I'm braced. T- tray we, table is up in the locked position. I'm ready to go. We are going to listen to Chromatica by Lady Gaga. Oh, okay. Okay. Some big hits. Another female vocalist with an incredible voice. Edge of Glory. It takes me there, I tell you. Yeah. What's that? Shallow Side, is that the song? Uh, the Shallow from um, Star Is Born. I've never watched Star oh, Is Born. I've never watched it, but I'm really into that song. Mm, mm. I love that song. It's a good one. Yeah, so oh, that'll be a good one. That'll be, uh, that'll were, be interesting. Were you ever into the Bad Romance album? Not the whole album, but I did like I did like some songs. I feel like the song, I don't know whether it's on that album, but the song Telephone, as she does with Beyonce, I don't think it gets talked about enough. That oh, song good. is incredible. I, 
I thought you were going to say it's overrated. It's, someone told no. me it was overrated recently, no. and I was like, no way. No, that's if, a, if that's you're a listening good. to this and that was you, I want you to own up to that because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that upset me that day. Yeah, but yeah, so that's what we're listening to: Twenty Great. Golden Greats by Buddy Holly and Chromatica by Lady Gaga. I don't think you could have two albums further apart, but you no. know, I'm but excited. share a uh, they share a metal theme, you know, Golden Chrome. So that's you know, there's something linking between them. Come Who on, knows? we found a link already. There's a link there. Is that where the similarities will end? Who knows? This this is why the EV heads listen to Elvinilo for information yeah. like that. Two gold or two metal albums right there. Are you are you really sticking with EV heads there? Is that is that no, what I, you've decided on? I'm not sure. I like Vinny's boys. <laughs> Vinny's boys. I know, but that that just makes us sound like a fan club for Vinny Jones. And I like Vinny Jones. He's a hard man. He'd knock me out if he saw me. But I'm not sure about Vinny. I've heads. got it oh, right. Yeah. Go on. Maybe we should find out what Vinny's boys is in Spanish. I'm in fact, I'm I could on. probably work this out because I did start learning a bit of Spanish. Did you? Now I did that. Yeah, Vinny's. It wasn't. It was at the beginning of this year. It was one of my um, resolutions. Didn't didn't keep didn't keep. Um, but anyway, uh, we'll save that for next week. Okay. Unless you're looking it up right now, are you? I am, but I've, I've got on reverso context, and I'm I'm in I'm in a hole here. So. Well, thank you so much for listening. It's been so great to do the podcast and just chat again, Adam. I think mm. in a few weeks we'll be doing this in person. Maybe. I think so. Um, you know, it depends how many more people fancy driving to other parts of the country to test their eyes. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Come on. That's it. Why, why don't you subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already? If this is your first listen, thank you for listening. If you've stuck with us up until eight, you know, God bless you. Mm. God bless you. You've done a great job. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> uh, you can follow us on Instagram at, at Elvanila. I'm at Matt Courtney Music. Adam, your handle is? Uh, Adam Courtney 95. Amazing. And your Twitter is? Uh, at Adam Alive. Brilliant. There's Brilliant. not much on there. You don't need to follow that, if I'm honest with you. Um, just the ramblings um, of a slightly insane man. Wow. I've got Twitter again. So okay. I'd just like to put it out there. I'm the Matt Courtney because my other handle wasn't available anymore, which no. I don't know why. I think because I've already used it and then deleted it. So, um, you know, I hate people that it's kind of like a bit tongue in cheek, the Matt Courtney, like there aren't any others. So, but I've gone for it. So, uh, yeah. So fo- give me a follow. Nobody else does, but I enjoy talking to you there amazing so it's been great to hang out it's been great to chat we're looking forward to next week's albums and recording them and we've got some big things coming up in the next few weeks don't we adam big plans big big plans absolutely your video (laughs) stored there and i was like we've got big plans and then just heard nothing dead air no but big 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 plans um yeah (laughs) we won't give anything away no lips are sealed but big things coming it's almost like the best is yet to come. Come on. Guys, have a great week. We'll uh we look forward to chatting to you soon. Absolutely. See you. Bye.